The following podcast contains strong language and is suggested for a mature audience. Hey Beth, do you want me to freak you out? Go on then, freak me out. I'm joking, it's the second time we've done this. This is <laughs> Off Your Chest with Josh and Beth, I'm Josh. And I'm Beth. Hiya Beth, how are you doing today? Stressed by any chance? I'm, as I said about, you know, seven minutes ago or so, uh, still stressed, yeah, stressed, 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 stressed. <laughs> Very stressed. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, John Lewis sucks, and um, no, John Lewis is good. John Lewis is but great if you get sales. <laughs> yes, there we go. Amazon sucks, as we all know. Yeah. So basically, yes. the bit that you missed because the audio messed up is I was just saying I'm stressed about the wedding. I was showing Josh a wonderful bargain uh, buy of six tablecloths from John Lewis at six pounds each, and I was looking on Amazon and they're about twenty pound each. So that's basically it. you haven't missed much, for being honest. Tablecloth. No, chat. not really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we're adults, that's what we talk about, innit? Yeah, tablecloths and, yeah, yeah, and the enough. newspaper, The Guardian. The Guardian? <laughs> yeah, sure. I've been, uh, I'm a big fan, I, I haven't found one, a place that does it locally, but I'm a big fan of uh, the Sunday Sport on Twitter. That's uh, that's that's my jam at the moment. Uh, See, just, I mean, sorry. Just because it's uh, basically, they, they're very transparent that they make stuff up. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. It's like it's like oh uh, you know my my husband left me uh, to go join uh, a vampire that they met online in America I love and it's that. like this is obviously bollocks but we all know it's bollocks it's entertainment not news is it the type of thing where you see it sometimes where it pops up and it's like like you'll see people share it share, share stuff on Facebook and what have you and they say stuff like um, I slept with the Christmas turkey. And now yeah, my yeah. and now my wife won't speak to me. That kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, one of the stories that they retweeted recently was a story from I believe it was a couple of months after Michael Jackson passed away, mm-hmm. um, or it might have been on the anniver- on the one year anniversary of his, of his death, where um, a disgruntled uh, chimpanzee owner in the UK um, f- fervently claimed that uh, the spectre of Michael Jackson. Uh, bombed, that's an exact quote, uh, their their chimpanzee. Um, And it was written with absolute straight-faced, but it was hilarious. So, you know, it's... It is a tabloid in every sense of the word. I believe there was a news story on there about uh, the man who holds the record for the most uh, cream eggs uh, shoved up his bottom. Um, I think it was 13. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering, the number to beat is thirteen. Thirteen. If you, if you, <laughs> yep. If if you want to have a go, go for it. Email them. Spicy. Don't contact us and unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you're into that, go for it. Just you know. If you're into yourself. cream eggs up the butt, then you know this is apparently the podcast for you. <laughs> um, no, I said unsubscribe. Um, but if you're into that, keep okay, it to yeah. yourself. <laughs> Which is why I say to a lot of uh, people. Um, who I know who are religious, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. If you're cool. into that, keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. I feel that, yeah, I feel yeah. that. Especially from coming from, uh, you know, a place where I, for one, have, have been pressured to, not pressured, but, well, yeah, pressured to get married mm. in a church and stuff. So I'm kind of uh, like, yes, of course. keep your religion away from me. I don't need that. I had, I had how many years? I had 10 years, no, not 10 years, uh, about six years of going to Bible camp every year. I am. Um, I've done my time. I've never heard <laughs> this. Oh my goodness me! 
I went to a Catholic school, didn't I? So yeah, I know about the Catholic school. I didn't yeah. realize about the uh, the the band. Oh no, not band camp. Sorry, <laughs> this Bible one time camp. Band camp. Yeah, um, I was uh, in my head. It auto completes because I'm of the yeah. generation where American Pie was our no, <laughs> education. Honest- Honestly, um, so my, like, Amy and Rowan, my friends, they will often say to me, like, this one time at Bible camp. So, no, it's it's a thing that people jump to whenever I talk yeah. about Bible camp. But, yeah, it was basically just, um, like, you know how other people in other schools went to, say, France or, you know, they went on these school trips to wherever. We didn't have that. Um, we were just sent off to Bible yeah, camp. We? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were sent off to Bible camp once a year, which was sort of in the English countryside, um... There was a little gift shop you could buy um, religious wear. But it, was it in Yorkshire? Potentially. God's own country. <laughs> but the stuff that we had to buy was blessed. We had to have it blessed first before we could take it home. Um, yeah. And, Were they blessing it in the shop or did somebody bless it at the camp? We had to take it to... Because um, it was all the same place. It was like the nuns oh. selling it to us and stuff. But then we had to bring our wares to um, mass like the next day, and the 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 items we bought would be blessed <laughs> during mass. I would, because I'm thinking back to my youth, which would slightly differ from your youth, I imagine, in terms of cultural references. But I would love to get like a shiny Charizard card blessed by a Catholic <laughs> priest. <laughs> what I will say is, what you know really made it for me was um, my biggest memory of Bible camp was that one year, one year, they let us watch an episode of The Simpsons. They put it on wow. and we all <laughs> gathered around and there were, we, we had to learn about the, the nuances about what the episode was really trying to tell us and what it meant. So yeah, that, there we go. Was it was it like a Flanders centric episode, or was it just no, a random episode? It was the I want to say Lord of the Flies. Um, not Lord of the, is it Lord of the Flies episode. Yeah, yeah, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, where the kids go crazy on an island. Yes, it was that episode. Yeah. Um, that was the one that we were allowed to watch for religious purposes. Fair enough. Um, yeah, of course, <laughs> the Lord of the Flies and all of God's creatures. Big man upstairs. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, well, that I'm was... sorry. I'm sorry you had to go through that. That sounds pretty, pretty uneventful and dull. <laughs> it was basically it was just a house that we went to for about three or four days. Uh, it's like a massive house, and um... oh, was it was only three or four days. Yeah, it was like for three. When or four you days. said camp, I'm assuming it's you know like going away for a couple of months or something. No, like that. not that kind of camp. No, like an English oh, version. Enough. You went. Oh, went... Right, okay. <laughs> so we'd go there and we'd like you know you'd be sharing. It was like a residential, I guess, but like every year, and we just. The activities were basically um, go to mass, um, do some praying, classic, yeah, um, and then go for a walk on the moors or wherever we were. But yeah, that was <laughs> that was basically it. That was that was Bible camp. Played some games so that were all you know nice with each other. Uh, that was that was about I, it. I did actually go on uh, a couple of boys' brigade summer camps. Nice. I can't believe I can't believe I forgot this. They were only a cut. They were only like five days or something like that. Um, and I remember it was during the World Cup in France '98. I remember um, that one. I remember being at school for that. Yeah, there you go. Um, and we watched England versus either Colombia. I think it was Colombia. Uh, we watched that at the at the camp. And then the next day we went to the seaside. It was in Fife, so it was near Blackpool. Um, and I got kicked out of an arcade. Uh, Because I hit um, a penny pusher. (laughs) 
Like, out of frustration, I wasn't trying to jimmy it. It was like, ah, I hit my last money. And then somebody called me. It's just like, you, out. And I was just like, miss, I uh, got kicked out. That's not very boys brigade of you. No, not really. Well, it's Methodist, so anything goes. <laughs> We don't have we don't have the shame of Catholicism on our oh, side of the so our shame. side of the aisle. <laughs> oh no, it's just all shame. Life is shame when you're a Catholic. Oh, I I have a segue. Yes. Speaking of shame. <laughs> okay. I've I've played a video game. Here we go. <laughs> is it one that you're ashamed of? Uh, they should be ashamed of themselves for putting this out. Fair, fair. Continue. Uh, Need for Speed Heat. Okay, I've never played that. Well, you shouldn't. Um, (laughs) You know how usually when I enjoy something or have a lot to say about something, um, I will write a lot of notes um, just to get my thoughts in a line? Yes. Uh, I've written a sentence for this one. Yep. Uh, Handling the cars isn't fun. They feel like tanks. And for a racing game, that's very bad. This game looks good, but plays like butt. Do not recommend. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so that's that's my video games. <laughs> cool. I enjoyed that review. It was to the point and it was like, I get it. I get what you're trying to say. Don't play it. I get it. <laughs> I have uh, additional notes on Watchdog Legion. Uh, okay. Now that I have 100% completed that game. Oh, well done. Uh, 100%ed Watchdog's Legion. It's a stealth game that I loved. So it's doing something right. Exactly. Uh, if you didn't hear it before, Watch Dogs Legion, uh, it's ace. Go play it. It's it's fantastic. And it's super cheap because it came out um, a while ago. So, yeah. But not too long, too a while ago. Still handles nice. Still handles like a dream. Lovely. Like a dream, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, dear. And we're going to be playing some video games soon together, aren't we? Are we? Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we better be. <laughs> Good no, Lord. We are. Yeah, we're Josh... at Arcade Club, so that'll be fun. What? Do we have... I know you're stressed. I can't keep track of what I'm doing every you day. You can. It's called a calendar app. Yeah, I've got it. I have. Okay. Look at, let me show you. Let me show you my diary, right? I can't wait to describe this. This week, busy. It's paper. What? <laughs> Next week, busy. Wedding. On, I can't. Wait, where's the wedding? Wedding. Yeah, I can see that. That's busy. in... That's in three days from when this comes out. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, so yeah. what, is this coming out on the Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, October right. 12th. Hi, everyone. Welcome to October 12th. We so hope means... the world is okay. <laughs> and we hope Max Verstappen won on f- Sunday. Right, their words. Um, yeah. So on today, on the 12th of October, I am spending the entire day getting my hair done. I start at 9.30 and presumably will be done around 3 o'clock-ish, maybe around... No. Are they, fr- are, they throwing, are they throwing a spa treatment if you're there that long? I might not actually be that long, in fairness. It might be more like two o'clock if I'm starting at half at, at half nine. But, are um, you dyeing all your hair or just some of your hair? Well, it's all it's stages, isn't it? Because I've got to re-bleach Is these it? bits. Got to oh, re- yeah. re-bleach. Then you've got to put the green back on, put it, make it more green. Then you've got to put the brown on because you see the brown's fading and the old green's coming through. So And then I've got to have it cut. It's a lot of steps. So it ends up mm. taking a long time. And look, I don't like going to the salon. I don't like it. It's boring. So, like, no. I don't want to do it. And furthermore, I'm there. Well, I'm not just there. I'm at the. I'm getting my hair done on the Wednesday. I'm getting my lashes done on the Monday. I'm getting a facial... <laughs> facial. On the... Um... <laughs> Grow up. 
Good Lord. On the Thursday. And on the Friday, I'm getting my nails and everything else done. So I'm not happy about next week. Not happy yeah. about it. There's a lot of... Getting your lashes done, Josh. Getting your lashes done looks beautiful. Honestly, it takes two hours. Charlotte has some magnetic uh, lashes that she sticks on. Um, yeah. Uh, she applies the eyeliner and the eyeliner is magnetic and it clips to the eyeliner, which sounds like the maddest thing <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. We put in magnets near our eyes now? Yeah, I do have some of that, but I don't use it because the eyeliner, because it's got frigging like metal in it, it's the hardest mm. thing to get off your face ever. So yeah. I get really frustrated with it and I don't use it. But I'm wondering yeah. if, because obviously it, it's magnetic, so it's either charged positively or negatively. I'm wondering if rival companies that make this product like use diff, like positive or negative, <laughs> and what if there's a mix-up? What if you end up magnetising your eyes shut? What about I mean, that? Has now, anyone thought of that? I'm going to say they have. I'm going to say I'm sure they have. And all I can Would actually... Would you say that you're... Positive. Ah, I would say I'm positive. <laughs> However, when you started explaining that, all I thought was that you were going to say that like the eyelashes had been repelled instead. So like you go to put them on, they just shoot across the room. I forgot to put in. I forgot to plug in my laptop. Hang on, give me a sec. Uh, vamp, on. vamp for vamp for a second. Uh, tell that joke, you know. Uh, so of all the jokes I know, um, this one's my favourite. Uh, it is. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Josh. It is. Um, the current state of the economy. I can't even say the word. Economy. That is the that is a joke. It's very funny. It's well, I say it's funny. It's funny until you realise that it affects you, and then it's very depressing. So thank you for coming to my joke. I hope we're all very depressed now as a result that's of a this good, joke. That's a that's a fantastic joke. <laughs> uh, that's a great joke. Um, uh, I got speaking of depression and jokes. Ooh, yeah. there's a good segue. <laughs> Oh, yeah. goodness me. I'm full of them today. Full of beans. Full of beans and segues. <laughs> uh, so I have a show. Right, I'm just... Right, we're recording this on the 5th, okay? I have a show this Sunday in Sheffield, right? In Sheffield? As far away as Sheffield? As far away as Sheffield, yeah. Um, and I found out through Facebook that one of my favourite comedians, who is an Australian comic based in... America. Australia. Okay, okay. America, yeah. And he is playing at Leeds on that Sunday. Okay. So you can't... So there's, there, is, there is no way I could... Like, his show starts at seven. My show starts at seven. There's no way it can happen. The last time he was in the UK, it was eight years ago. So, uh, yeah. Could you, perchance, fob the show off? <laughs> No. <laughs> cool, I, cool, 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 cool. I booked the show, Ooh. so I feel as though it would be bad form to do so. That would be bad form, I've got to admit. Although, I will say, why is this comedian doing his show on a Sunday? Because uh, he, ha he has very limited UK dates. Um, uh, so he's doing two in London, then he's going around the north, and then he's going back to London for the next weekend, and then presumably on to another Well, could uh, you not go place. see him somewhere else, then? Uh, we yeah, trying to get that sorted. Um, oh, okay, cool. It's just trying to get it sorted with Charlotte's work because there's a show in Manchester on the Saturday uh, that we might just be able to make, but we need to arrange something. Anyway, go see Neil Hamburger. Um, he's great. He's genuinely one of the best comics alive. 
and uh, you may know him as the oh, what was he called? He had a, he was the voice in Gravity Falls of you know the the guy Uncle Stan. He, no, no, not Uncle Stan. That's the that's the guy who created it. He, Yes. Oh, he talks like this. Oh, and he has oh the razzle dazzler. He has like um, he had like a little dance subplot. I think he's the journalist the... of the town. Oh, I thought you were gonna say he was the little the little the little dude who's like a bit of a bad boy. Little... He's not a bad boy. He's I'm sure he's like a journalist or a mayor or something like that. Oh, there is a mayor that's like a bit of a like. Yeah, so it could be that one. Could be that one. Yeah, so he does the voice of that guy. He does the voice of that character. And when he showed up in the show, I was just like, "That's not. That's not Neil (laughs) Hamburger," because like he is he is a dirty comic. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like it's so weird, like him showing up in a kids' TV show. But yeah, anyway, go see Neil Hamburger. I might. I'll let you know how it is in the future. Maybe. I I hope hope so as well. Really hope so as well. But yeah. Hey, Otherwise, you'll be another waiting another eight years and eight just, years. That's a long time. I'll be forty when he comes around oh, again. That's depressing. Your face just goddamn dropped, yeah. Because if you're forty, that means I'm going to be approaching that sort of age too. Not that there's anything wrong with that age, but I'm just not there yet, and I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to get there anytime soon. I want to, you know, take me time. <sighs> yeah, forty. That's that's when it all goes to pot. <laughs> I was told it starts to go to pot once you reach 18. So I've been... Do you know what? I had my expectations down at the floor anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. I, I like... One thing I do like about growing old... Or growing up when I did, I should say, yeah. is at school, completely avoided smartphones. Cool. Right. No, there was no social media. It was that, like mm. mice... It was MySpace, and you needed to do it on a desktop. It wasn't like it was. It was more wholesome. Yeah, fair. Um, there and... was Bieber, though. That was when I was at school. Bieber was quite big. That was sort of the social media, but didn't didn't make its way around our school, Bieber. But I think that was when I was in sort of year nine, ten, eleven, or something. So it was towards yeah. the end of school, anyway. So that's about like fourteen to sixteen ish, isn't it? Yeah, year nine through eleven. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it changed over to Facebook. Towards the yeah, end of it. that's when everyone went. You just saw, like, on MySpace, it would always, like, flash up with an icon on your friends list if someone was online. And I think I logged in there a few times, and I think it was, like, one or two people. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, everyone's on Facebook now. I didn't okay. find MySpace that good, though. I never found it that intuitive. I don't know if I just didn't use it enough. But It was, ju- it was all we had. Yeah. If you wanted to be good at it, you had to be really good at doing basic HTML coding. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, Bebo had a similar thing because you could change up your cover art, like your, your cover art, and like cover art, cover art, um... <laughs> cover art. Uh, what's your favourite fart cover? Mine's Johnny Cash hurt. <laughs> um... I hurt my. <laughs> anyway. You've lowered the tone now. You said fart. Yeah, I just well... ran with it. Yeah well, um, yeah you could change all you could change all that stuff and you had to be sort of you had to code it and stuff like that. So, but it was a bit more simple than MySpace was. I remember that because I remember I could do the Bebo one and I felt really good about myself and I couldn't do the MySpace one. I didn't feel very good about myself. Yeah, but, it was. Um, I, I can't. I think it's called being a. Is it called being a code monkey? Where you just sort of like copy and paste the code that you want 
on your stuff yeah. to get it to work the way you want it. I think that's the right term. I think that's the, a term I've heard for it. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what we were all doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we it didn't know really, what we were doing. I remember as well. Like I don't I don't know how MySpace was and stuff. Cause I didn't really use it that much. I used MySpace was just my place where I was like being my best goth self. Um, it was one step removed from Vampire Freaks, which I was also really into as a social mm-hmm. media platform. Um, I heard of it, didn't make its way around our end. It still exists, but it sells clothes now. It's really bizarre. Oh, okay. Um, it's not a social media thing anymore. Will it be like, I imagine it would sell the sort of stuff that you would get in, you know, like that little clothing catalogue that fell out, fell out of Kerrang! magazine? Yeah, it's, it's kind yeah. of like they do sort of... Um, there's some Killstar stuff on there, so I think they get, like, you know, the same supplier and stuff and, like... Killstar. Heard of them, yep. Yeah. Um, and then it's kind of, it's kind of just, like, low-quality goth wear, basically. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But for, for big prices. <laughs> big prices. But I never said that if they ever asked me to do some promotion for them. If they ever asked me to do yes. promotion for them, they're the best shop ever. Oh, speaking of your fans... <laughs> Cool. Okay. No, actually, let's not get into that. I was going to do a thing about Iran, but obviously, it's been it's made the news recently. You know. Oh, uh, do you know st- what? That's, that's stand, up stand, as well. stand with those women and screw your morality, please. That's I think yeah. that's the message, really. Yeah. But it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make me feel much better about the fact that I'm getting loads of Iranian guys adding me because. I don't, I don't... I think you should respond to them with, like, a pro, um, pro-revolution... pro Is it a revolution that's going on there? I don't know. A pro-anti-establishment uh, message. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. I mean, I'm very anti-establishment. So I don't think that... I think that if, yeah. if they're that way inclined in terms of, like, you know, the morality police, they're, like, you know, sticking with them, then I don't think I'm the person they should be following, really. No, definitely not. But then again, I don't know if that's part of the appeal. I don't know if it's because like I'm seen of a bit of as a bit of a kink because like you wouldn't be allowed like to look like me in Iran. I don't know, but yeah, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know how it, I don't know how it works. Fair enough. Anyway, have you been watching anything or oh? Um, we've been watching. <laughs> been watching. Loads. What have you been up to? <laughs> Been watching loads of Don't Tell the Bride, uh, but like the old ones, the really bad ones. Fuck like, hell. Just like to have on while, while we're eating lunch or whatever. It's been grand just uh, having... How not to wedding. Yeah. And it's all like early noughties. And so you've got like this sort of formula they always stick to for the wedding as well. And it's just mwah, so tacky. So yeah, it's great. Um, it's a good vibe. It's so, a good show. I love Don't Tell the Bride. It is good. I, but I hate it when it goes well. It really annoys me. So, and, and like, <laughs> Lewis, Lewis is getting so annoyed. He's like, that was rubbish. Everything went to plan. She loved it all. She just loved it all in the end. And I'm like, well, the Vegas episode's up next. So just you wait, my dear. <laughs> I, I, I remember an episode where they were going to do the wedding in Paris. And the groom was signing it. And then... One of the bride's people, they mentioned something about Paris in front of one of the producers, and it's like, oh, you know about this. Okay, we're pulling it. And yeah. they just can- they just cancelled it. And I was I just think like, I oh my that. god, consequences. Because the weird thing is, it's weird watching it from sort of series one, which we've been doing, because it's like the really lapse with the rules. 
Like, there's, there was one where the bride was getting really angry that she didn't know anything, which obviously she isn't going to know anything. She's so, not allowed to. Yeah, so she started texting the groom, being like, if you don't reply, I'm not going to marry you. Um, and she was like saying, like, what's happening with the wedding? What's happening with this? What are you doing about this this thing? And so obviously he was like not replying. So she started like, yeah, threatening not to marry him and stuff. So in the end, um, they let him go around with like a bouquet of flowers and they had a cuddle and a chat and stuff. And it's like... No, screw that. that. No, exactly. And then there was another one where um, it also annoyed us because it was like, oh, he's putting in um, like six grand of his own money. And it's like, right, so it's not a 12 grand wedding then, is it? You could, nope. aff- you could afford a six grand wedding, which is very doable, especially in 2007. So stop. Yeah. No, that's not don't tell the bride, not having that. So yeah, the first couple of series are a bit weird because I think they kind of let them get away with too much. But well, I think it was just like they were trying to find the groove of the show possibly. Yeah. Like you always see it like, like a, a first season, like if it's a show like, you know, like Always Sunny or something like that. Season yeah. one, it's good, but it is radically different from... The later seasons and I stuff. didn't enjoy season one of it that much like it took it me was... a while to get into yeah yeah the first thing Charlotte said when we were started re-watching it it's just like where's Danny DeVito it was just like he's season two yeah <laughs> we have to get through we have to get through the this to get to the good stuff not yeah. that the first season was bad it was just it was just different I think it did they probably learn I'm assuming they essentially learned that they needed another character who wasn't who wasn't just a completely horrible young person because well, I, that's what they I, were. I looked into it, and basically, after the first season, they were basically about to get cancelled by the uh, by the production company. Yeah, no, not production company, the network um, FX, I think it was at the time. Um, but yeah, um, unless they got so they got a big name in for uh, the next season, and yeah, they just looked into getting Danny DeVito onto the show, who obviously has previous sitcom experience with uh with his early work of taxi um of mm. course um but yeah anyway that's a tangent but no it's interesting i didn't know that but because yeah. it did get a lot better obviously after danny devito went in but what i love what i absolutely love is the amount of space that danny devito's name takes up on the credits it's just yeah, well, like I, think... I love it <laughs> well i think it's just well yeah because like people like i watched a, i watched a video i think it was like a vox video about like here's how credits in movies get made and it's like when you see like and Sam Jackson as yeah. Nick Fury, that is an that is a lot of work for an agent to get that sorted. Well, that's what it says, isn't it? It says everyone else is just their names pop up throughout the titles, and then it says in in the middle in the big letters, it's like and Danny DeVito as Frank Reynolds. I I think that is one the agent like really hamming it up. Two the network really hamming it up. And yeah. three. I bet those guys just thought it was ridiculous that they got Danny DeVito. Like, Fair. at the start, you know what I mean? Like, they've been watching Danny DeVito, you know, acting Hollywood movies alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Cruise and all these big names. And now he's greasing himself up and being <laughs> sewn into a couch. And pooping and it's in like, a bed. He's, and he's so game for it, you know what I mean? Why is he so up for it? It just blows my I mind. Don't... I think I think he's he just he just likes a laugh. I said to, I said to, when we were watching it before we finished it. I said to Lewis, I was like, do you reckon he just said yes to anything? They were just like it was like just throw anything at me, I'll do it. I don't care because sometimes it feels like they tried to get the, a storyline that would try it. They'd say no to, and it's like he would just like try me, like no, yeah, I'll I do reckon, it. 
I reckon after the first season with him, they were just like, oh, he's up for anything. Yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's just go crazy. Because <laughs> he gets his, like, you know... Yeah, he gets his ass out a lot in that show. Not just his ass. There's there's an episode where he has more than that out. It's just blurred. Does he ha- does he hang dong? He hangs dong. <laughs> he hangs dong. Him and I can't remember. Who, it might have been Charlie. To be fair, are like trouserless. Probably, yeah. And they're just wearing t-shirts and they're just chatting. <laughs> I don't remember this one. And I remember might just, be coming up. I don't know. I remember watching it and just being like, "That's Danny DeVito's penis." Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. Know. Do you reckon it's their real, like, real, like, you know, bodies? And we're like, of course it is. They're not, they'll, they'll just get full on naked for this show. Like, I, I reckon they're wearing a dancer's belt. I don't know. But... Just like a flesh coloured dancer's belt, I reckon. If, um, maybe. It wouldn't surprise me if it's real penis, though. Well, I mean, you've got to imagine, like, whatever you see on screen, there's like 20 people behind the camera. You're telling me Dan DeVito wouldn't get his penis out? I don't think. No, I don't think he would, because I reckon I reckon he wouldn't want. He's an old. He's an older gentleman, and I reckon he wouldn't want to offend any like women on the set. I reckon he's pretty old school in that regard, you know. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, that's a grasp, Danny. If you're listening, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Look, Danny, it's a big question. You remember big the episode? Question. We know that you remember the episode, so let us know. Oh yeah, yeah. And thank anyway, you for listening, well. Danny. <laughs> yeah, cheers, Danny. Give us a give us a review on iTunes and tell your tell friends. Your friends. <laughs> tell Rob we really love that Wrexham show. Oh. <laughs> also, can we just talk about how the I can't remember his real life name, but uh, Mark, the guy who like wrote it and everything. How uh, he, Rob McElhenney. Yes, he just takes his body to all the extremes for that show. He's just oh, like, yeah. what can I do to my body now? Extreme weight gain, sure. Extreme weight loss, sure. Extreme jackedness, sure. Yeah. No, again, like uh, uh, how the sausage gets made here. Um, pun intended from the previous segment, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had. I think he said something like on Twitter that he had like some of the dietitians from Magic Mike films. Like he I'm had surprised. those guys helping him out to get into that body, and he's he's definitely on steads. Like. <laughs> Like, you know, like in, I think it's whatever season where it's the final episode is the dance sequence. Yes, the ballet sequence. Where the he's ballet like, sequence. He does a full ballet sequence and is ripped to all hell. Like He looks like a goddamn Adonis. Like, because obviously does. there's the season where he's Fat Mac and then the season after that, like when he slims down, he's pretty jacked, but nothing compared to how he is in, um, in that the, season, whatever the dance season sequence. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I remember seeing that dance sequence. And for for one thing, the dance sequence, he's learnt an entire ballet performance where he's, <laughs> yeah. like, doing lifts. And he was like, oh, they fo- he's form in that. He was a full-on ballet dancer. And it's raining during that bit as well. Like, that's a wet floor and he's wearing boots. And and not much else. <laughs> I think you were, like, wearing, like, trousers, wanted it, towards the end. Yeah, tra- Yeah, I think it's just, like, trousers, and then the lady is... In, like, a, dre- like a ballet dress. Wearing, wearing a ballet dress, yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Always it sunny, great good. show. It is a very yeah. good show. I'm glad that I got into it, because it did, it did take me a long so time well. to get into it. No, it's understandable. Like, that first season's rough, and then it's a it's a bit of a... Like, they're all assholes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you do have to, to get... That was a big barrier of, like, I had to get to... I, get, I had to get to terms with the fact that they were all assholes. And that like, was just there is how no, it was. There is no redemption for any of these characters. No. 
they live remain, with it. They they are assholes and they remain assholes. Uh, uh, as much as as adorable and as logical as Charlie can be, he is a stalker. <laughs> like there yeah. is there is you need to remember that. Not only that, but he's just a general. There's one episode because we you do you end up loving Charlie. He's such a lovely little little Charlie, but at the same time he's a bit of a dick. Like oh there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. an episode where he has. I think it's where he was. Um, <clears throat> he got that girlfriend or something, and then he finds out that he still has a chance with yeah. the waitress, and he's such an asshole to her. He's basically yeah, like, so he oh, finds, you think that I finds, love you? Yeah, he yeah, finds uh, yeah finds a, a rich lady who f- it finds him endearing, and then he basically plays her to make the waitress jealous. Yeah, that was it? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he was like, I was playing you the whole time. And it's like, wow, you really are an asshole too, Charlie. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, well, uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode. Um, Beth, enjoy the wedding in three days. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, 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 before we go. Um, I've also been playing Road 96. Uh, it's really, really, really good. I'd recommend it. Um, whoa, I, I, whoa, 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 Beth. I forgot to mention it, so I'm just throwing it in there. We're recording one after. We can talk about it then. We're recording one na- next now. Yeah, we're recording two in a row. Are you busy? No, I can do it. I just didn't realise we were doing that. But yeah, cool. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to edit this out. But anyway. Coming up next time. (laughs) Anyway, Beth, how can they follow you? Uh, They can follow me at Beth Fang Lily on um, (laughs) all the things. All the things. And you can follow me at Lizard Thumb on social media. Uh, Next show is this Sunday. (laughs) The... The 13th at Royal Park. Oh, uh, wait, 7 yeah. o'clock, pay what you feel. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, we you forgot about that we're releasing this in the future. Anyway. Yeah, I forgot about that. Come see that. It's pay what you feel and uh, it's a good laugh. Uh, some people... Uh, so I've actually got some reviews from the last show because we encouraged that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and the reviews said... the One of them said, good, all right, and not a waste of time. So that, that, and that's, that's good. That's brilliant. I appreciate that's, that's brilliant. Good, good reviews. Write them on back of your t-shirts. Exactly. Um, do people put reviews on t- Anyway, thanks very much, and uh, we will uh, chat to you next time. Bye! Bye.